Helping people is what I'm all about. Just don't expect any good results. You gotta study back home because my exquisite derriere might make you say otherwise. Don't expect me to fight the power without creating a scene. Hello and welcome to the Real Housewives of River Heights. My name is Jade Gregory, and as always, we have my wonderful and amazing fellow housewives, Tina. Hey, everybody. And Nikki. Hello. As always, a spoiler warning for those who have not played the Nancy Drew video game series, and a note that there will be swearing, talk of alcohol, and etc. So kick the kiddos out and let's get rolling. All right, y'all. So today we're going to be discussing a fan favorite today for many. It's number three in the series. It's Nancy Drew and the Message in a Haunted Mansion. Uh, it's based on the book of the same title from the Nancy Drew Mystery Series, number 122 to be exact, released in 1994. The game was released not long after, on November 13, 2000, by Her Interactive. Now, before we begin, we just want to talk about Her Interactive real quick and some recent issues that we have with the company. Um, Nikki and Tina have a little bit more of a firsthand experience with it, so I'll uh, hand off the mic to them. Yeah, sure. So basically, you probably know our friend Sarah, our social media manager and good friend of the podcast. Um, Sarah is a really good cosplayer. We'll link her account in the description of this episode. And her interactive reached out to her, wanting her to participate in a promotion they were doing for their cosplay contest this year. And Sarah, you know, being a professional cosplayer and Instagrammer, said, well, are you going to pay me? And her interactive proceeded to ghost her for, I think she said it was 12 days. And in those 12 days, they made a promotional video without her. And that's not even the worst part. So what basically happened is that um, her interactive, uh, they posted in their stories 31 days of cosplay uh, where they showcase a lot of people in their cosplays about the particular Nancy Drew games, from what I know. And she got a message from one of her followers uh, with a screenshot. And it showed her cosplay of, um, in Captive Curse, there is this girl getting chased by the monster. Apparently, they posted the image with a caption that said, Amazing Cosplay by Emily S. Or something along the lines. I don't have it open right now, but they refer to her as Emily S. Which, first of all, we have no idea who Emily S. is. It's not even an alias that Sarah is using. But second of all, it wouldn't have been so bad if her interactive, well, the person who contacted her didn't ghost her. It wouldn't have been such a big deal if they were like, oh, I'm sorry, we actually don't know how much to propose. Let me go talk to my boss first and we will get back to you once we have an answer on something that we could propose to you like a a good enough amount uh they didn't do that they just ghosted her so the fact that they posted a cosplayer of her and miscredited her in their story felt it was a real slap slap across the face and we were shocked uh, we were uh, in our heads while they didn't say it but 
we were suspecting that they ghosted her because they didn't want to pay her, uh, which we still do suspect. However, we didn't expect her to appear after the whole ghosting in their story. So I made a post calling them out on their unprofessionalism and the fact that they did this after, you know, disrespecting her like this. And it did gain some attraction. I did see that her interactives saw my story on this. They deleted the story and contacted Sarah to explain the whole situation, which basically they didn't find her. They use this software where they can analyze influencer data so they know how much the influencer contributes and how much people they reach so they would be able to give a number however they found her through community as they say and not through that software so they had no idea how much what number to give her so instead of telling her sorry we don't know yet let me talk to my boss and get back to you once i have an answer instead of doing that they just ghosted her and the person who reached out to her apologized for it and she said that the whole emily s was because the person in charge of his social media was going through the hashtag net and the cosplay And they thought that that cosplay was submitted as a previous entry to their cosplay contest from earlier, a costume contest. So that's why they posted it. And the social media manager misspelled it, misread it. They were looking at another name instead of the good name. So this is where the whole Emily S comes from. So... They again apologized for it and they offered to work with Sarah. They understand if she would say no, but they offered with a compensation. However, Sarah thought about it long and decided that um, she was not going to accept their apology. And honestly, Personally, this is not my apology to accept. This is nobody's apology to accept except them, Sarah. Personally, though, I think it's a lot of bullshit. It's a load of crap. She decided to stop supporting her interactive, and I understand her decision in this, and I sympathize with her. Who knows what came across their mind, but this is not the first time that her interactive showed extreme unprofessionalism it seems to me like they don't give a shit they don't care about being professional they don't care about offending and all of that they just they don't even care about proofreading their messages before sending them i do understand her decision and honestly i think that Although we do love the games, don't get me wrong, we love the games. We wouldn't be making a Nancy Drew Games podcast if we didn't love the games. And that will never change. We just have problems with this company and how they handle things. So now we have a cosplayer, a friend cosplayer who has been hurt by this company. And 
has had enough and we felt the need as a friend to speak up on this and to let you know that although we do love the games, we do not, we will not be defending the company for the way they act. We will speak up whenever they do something wrong. And that's that. And if you are a fan of the company, you love the company, you wish to work for them, uh, I respect that. You do you and all of that, just so you know that this group here, the Real Housewives of River Heights, we will speak up whenever something that the company does is wrong. And if you do believe that the company honestly just made a mistake and we should move on, go ahead, that's up to you. Like, I mean, um, good for you. But I'm not able to just shut my eyes, close my eyes and just pretend that they didn't do what they did. If you enjoy cosplays and you enjoy um, Nancy Drew uh, or other sort of pop culture stuff, um, video games and, and such, look no further. She will give you a lot of cosplays. She will give you a lot of art. You should give her a follow. The link will be in the description. Yeah, absolutely. And like we said, um, big reason we wanted to speak up on this is because Sarah's our friend and we don't really like the way her interactive has been acting in general, but especially in this case, when someone treats our friend like shit, we're going to drag them. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> Sarah's the sweetest. Like, it And she does so a kick-ass job of managing our social media. All the True. posts you see are, are um, from her and she's been doing an amazing job. She really has been, and it just upsets me that this has happened, and it's not, like, the first time her interactive has done something. So, yeah. you know. It, it sucks, really. It does, but... I have I've always spoke up about some decisions that her interactive does. Um, if we do not count the fact that they keep silence on what they're doing and just stay vague... If we even if we count that their contest, I've always questioned the people that they chose who won. No hate towards the people that they choose, but I remember that. Um, do y'all remember the it's locked contest yes. where you post? Yes, it's so basically you post a picture of yourself with something that is locked, and and it's basically it's locked contest yes. and the picture would end up in midnight salem which it did the, the winner did end up in midnight salem uh, above the fireplace yeah and i am still salty about it because one of our f- other friends she is an archaeologist uh she has always been a fan of the franchise she actually sent a picture of herself in the tomb of the wife of King Pakal. She has been literally in Palenque. She has been she has been at the place, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And it's amazing because it is actually a reference, a direct reference to, to one of their games. And it's so cool. So we were expecting her to win, you know? But no, they chose the last person who posted a picture. No, well, not no Tino shade, no Tino shade. But I think that they just scrolled a bit and just took the prettiest one out of the last ten. 
no tea, no shade. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> they just chose one to choose one. Yeah, and I mean, also there was that meme contest where they the winner they chose had like stolen someone's meme. Actually, someone's meme that I know from uh, one of the Discord servers I'm in. She had made this meme and posted it on Tumblr some time back. And the person who won the meme contest had just reposted her meme. And oh so she had God. to contact her and be like, yo, that's not that person's content. It's mine. So, yeah, it, it, just just messiness all around. <laughs> the fact that they had a meme a contest, which, by the way, I mean, I would have a pretty good shot if they made a meme <laughs> contest now. I mean, have you seen my memes? Oh, yeah. Like, Those um, Tino memes should win something. <laughs> they should. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But honestly, though, the fact that they had a meme contest, it was going to be messy from the beginning. But because it is that easy to steal a meme, just download the image and then repost it, it is just mm-hmm. that easy to do so. And it is that easy to make a mistake about this. So I wasn't I wasn't seeing this like going right from the beginning. If it oh. did end up right and they did credit properly the person then yeah i would be like oof well it did went go well it could have gone wrong easily and but it did go go wrong <laughs> let's get into it let's we? get into this we're gonna start with the plot as always um all right so a real quick overview of the plot for nancy drew and the message in a haunted mansion nancy drew is helping out rose green a friend of nancy drew's housekeeper hannah gruen with some renovation work in an old Victorian mansion in San Francisco that she is converting into a bed and breakfast. But there are other uninvited guests. Visitors from the past? Spirits who want the place all to themselves? Strange accidents are slowing down the renovation. And Nancy is trying to figure out who or what is trying to scare everyone away. Nancy suspects there's that there's another force at work. Greed. I will say that this game follows the book a lot better than I would say the first two did. Okay. Um, it's because the book is very spirits and trapdoors and tunnels and all that kind of stuff. And the characters are the same. There's only uh, one character or two characters that get merged together in the game that are in the book. Which characters were merged? Uh, which characters were merged would be Charlie and a character named Tim. Oh. Were merged together in the game. Okay. I have a list of all the differences between the book and the game. And I'll give them to you and see what it looks like. So in the book, uh, Rose is an old lady and Abby is her adult niece. Okay. While in the game, they met through a theater class. Yeah, like Rose worked at the high school and Abby was the drama coach, is what Rose will tell you. Oh, wait. And Lewis and Rose were dating. In the book? In In the the book. book, uh, No, uh, Rose had a crush on Lewis. I don't know if it... They confirmed to have... They just liked each other or something like that. They liked each other. Uh, Rose did in the game did like Louis, uh, but a crush we don't know, actually. Uh, and in the game, uh, Rose and Abby, well, 
Rose still looked older than Abby, but they were still probably in the same group age, I would say. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe. Um, Charlie, the handyman in the book, is an old man who moonlights as a cabbie. And uh, he is not homeless. While in the game, he's an handyman and he secretly lives in a house in a secret room. Ah, so that's when they merge Charlie and Tim. They make Charlie Tim's age, I'm assuming. Tim is younger. Yeah, because he's older. He's an old man in the book. Uh, Nancy and the gang spend like 10 minutes in the Chinese room before they are moved due to the flooding and broken glass. That's it. They moved and we never see the room again. While in the game, <laughs> Nancy stays in the Chinese room to sleep. For okay. for all eternity, you okay. might say. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Abby is not as much as into crystals and tarot and shit. Um, she's more goth, I would say. <laughs> Damn, we got robbed. I want goth Abby. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I also like Abby, the... Um, crystal lady i still like that so in the book nancy she climbed on the roof and <laughs> she falls through oh my god that would have been an ending <laughs> i don't know for what but yeah she, she did that in the book my question is why was she on the roof that i do not know <laughs> but it was dumb Charlie, the homeless, is named Tim uh, in the book, and he's hiding a dog with him. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I remember that part. I, yeah, because they merged, they merged Tim and Charlie together for the game. Mm-hmm. And since Tim uh, has long, curly blonde hair, everybody thought that it was Tim was a girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> in the book. Interesting. Uh, and because he has long, curly, blonde hair, they thought that he was Lizzie's go- ghost. Interesting. I'm sitting here dumbfounded by that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlie and Luis are working together in the book. So they're both the culprits. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Suspicious. Nancy and George also stabbed Luis with a hat pin. The with fuck? Hatkins, and George gets him in the cheek. Oh, hatpins are dangerous. I just want to point that out. They are long needles you stick mm-hmm. through your hat into your hair from like the 1800s, 1900s. They're dangerous. Victorian era. We'll go with that. <laughs> and okay, so I will say that I'm glad that they changed that part in for the game. The, uh, because in the book, the police saved the day and not the chandelier. <laughs> and the chandelier is iconic. True. It is. I, her interactive did well with that one. Can we also point out the fact that we missed out having Nancy, Best George, and Hannah all together solving a mystery? Cause... Yeah, I mean, like, Hannah was a phone contact, and I think you can call Best and George as well, but, like, yeah, They were definitely... all phone contacts. Yes. They should have been in the game. They should have been, like, actual people in the game, for sure. I feel like they were scared. Like, they weren't ready for it. 
Yeah, I don't think they were capable of animating that many people <laughs> at the time. Three more people yeah. on top of the yeah. three they already had. And if they do end up, although don't want that, but if they do end up um, redoing the game, they should have Bess and George at least there. Ooh, I, I could go for that. I, I want to say Hannah too, but I don't want to be too greedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Drew residence people have to stay a mystery. Hannah, Carson, and Nancy shall never be seen. Yeah, and Ned apparently. Oh, well, oh yeah, Ned. We had a picture of Ned though. Yeah, we had a picture so we of Ned. at least knew what That's he true. looked like. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what anyone else looks like except for Bess, George, and Ned. Okay, and Tim gets hired as the new handyman at the end. Okay. <laughs> that explains why they merged them together. <laughs> and the most important part, Nancy gets invited to the winter festival. Ah, oh, perfect. Great I ending. Would, yeah, we'll talk about it later, I guess. But yeah, I was like, why the fuck did they not invite Nancy to the winter festival? That's so rude. Like, Rose is just like, oh, yeah, we're all going to this festival, but you have to stay home, Nancy. Like, what? This is not fair to the plot. I demand a rewrite. <laughs> oh Let Nancy gosh. go to the festival. Petition. Let Nancy go to the winter festival. Mm-hmm. Petition. Instead of the petition to to take down the game because of the seance. That's a thing. That's a thing. That's a thing. It was back in the day when the boards were still a thing, active. A lot of parents were real mad at the seance oh, scene. okay. And they wanted the game to, to at least remove the scene. Not the tarot cards or the crystals or the zodiacs. <laughs> no, that's too much. <laughs> like, as a Wiccan, I'm like, why did they want to get rid of the sand scene other than it's not accurate? Because <laughs> a lot of, um, or at least like at the time, a, lo- a big chunk of the Nate's Drew fan base were like Christian homeschoolers. Yeah, I get that. Who <laughs> think Harry Potter is like witchcraft. So I knew someone whose parents wouldn't let them watch that till they were 16. Yeah, so like <laughs> I-, I think I remember hearing about this. It all makes sense. I get it now. Are you trying to show this devilish seed to my children? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Because ghosts are real. <laughs> and in the meantime, those same parents are probably selling those um, essential oils to their friends. Oh my! At God. the same okay. time, the issue is that I am Wiccan, so like essential oils and stuff like that, and like scents are a big thing of it. But that's not going to cure anything, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just to make you feel calm. <laughs> I was talking about, yeah, about these bullshit essential oils from the MLMs. I was They're talking about They're going to cure you of COVID? <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone knows that, like, you don't need medicine. You just need a essential pair of, you just need a pair of LuLaRoe leggings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we just pissed off a bunch of Huns here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Karen. Oh my god. You can gosh. tell we've all been drinking this time around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, now that we've gone through the differences between the book and the game, let's get into the plot of the game. Mm-hmm. Yes. The plot. The plot. What are your thoughts on the plot? 
my thoughts are that we're finally getting Nancy, if that makes any sense. Like, it's very, like, this is what I know Nancy does. Like, this is, like, the staple, in my opinion, of plots. Yeah, I... When I was watching um, a playthrough of this game, I was like, this really is the first game that was, like, good. Exactly. (laughs) The first two were pretty rough, but this one, I'm like, yeah, like, this is the classic Nancy Drew game. This one is, like, the first one I think I actually like. Plot-wise, it is very solid. It is very well-rounded. And it is a good mystery. I think that they found their footing with this one. Is it the best one? Um, (laughs) Probably not. But it is the (laughs) game that started the craze, I think. It is the game that put Nancy Drew games in the map. Yeah, it totally yeah. has that Nancy Drew trope. To be blunt, to be blatantly honest, is you know, man, Nancy goes somewhere. She's not meant to be solving a mystery, but she ends up solving a mystery. And oh, look, there's treasure. <laughs> yeah, that is a pretty good summary of the game. Well, there is a mystery. She was expecting a mystery, like who was sabotaging. Well, why are there so many ex- accidents? That was pretty yeah. much the mystery. Yeah, but I think the at the beginning of the game, she's actually sent there by Hannah to help Rose with the renovation. So she's exactly. not sent there uh, to solve a mystery. Yeah, good point. Good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, she's not originally sent there to solve anything. She's just there to help, which mm-hmm. is the same in the book. She's just there to help with the renovations. But yeah, I feel like that's like a big trope for her. She's sent somewhere. She's not meant to be solving a mystery. And she just ends up falling into a mystery of some kind. So, you know, you got that Nancy Drew trope happening. And then, oh, look, there's shiny gold coins at the end. Like, how many Nancy (laughs) Drew games can we name where there ends up being treasure? Like, I could think of a couple. (laughs) Yes. So if we start from the beginning, Nancy arrives at the the mansion, um, which is more of a house. But they call it a haunted mansion. It's because it's large. I mean, it's a big house, especially it because it's in, also, like, it's in San Francisco. Like, you know how expensive this house must have been? <laughs> it, is, like, it is a good It's bigger uh, than my point. house. <laughs> San Francisco is, I think, one of the most expensive cities in the U.S. So, like, I have to imagine this house cost, like, ten, like tens of millions of dollars. Well, this was 2000, so who knows? <laughs> That's true. It was at least a million, at least. Yeah, had to have been at least Probably. a couple million dollars. Uh, both um, Rose and Abby reported, and like I think Rose poured all of her savings on this. Yeah. yeah. So this is the first time that we see Nancy's suitcase, and we know that she packed all of her sex toys or her lube and everything. <laughs> oh. Mom jeans. <laughs> Mom jeans and sex toys. You know that she will be staying in that mansion for the next two, three years if we decide so. Uh, by just sleeping the whole time, we could do that. <laughs> Basically, there are a bunch of accidents happening. Uh, nothing gets done. And it's up to Nancy Drew to figure out why this is all happening and we have rose who is the one with the head on the shoulders in the couple 
And we have Abby, who is mumbling the whole time when she's not sleeping. She's mumbling like, mm, mm, like she's some kind <laughs> of talking about her meditation. <laughs> her meditation, yeah, like she, like she, she, like she just came back from a yoga retreat, and her guru just told her to <laughs> meditate Namaste. all day long. Yes, this is yeah, that's what she's been do- doing, and. As soon as her, her crystals are recharged, she can go outside for a few hours. <laughs> so we're kind of tapping into the characters here a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, it is also tied to the plot. Yeah. Um, and we have uh, this uh, handyman who is also pre-Ned. Because he, he is, is Ned. literally Ned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pre-Ned Ned. <laughs> because it's the same voice actor. And, uh, it's what got him the job. Yes. <laughs> he is kind of the callist of Rose's suspicions. Because he's the handyman. So he's the one just like doing everything. So he must be responsible. But that's not all. And... There is or Louis Chandler, or as everybody calls him, Louis Chandelier. <laughs> From Chandler Interior, which, by the way, Chandler Interiors is the most boring logo I've ever seen. Really a top hat. You couldn't find something better. Okay. He needs a better graphic designer. Yep. So now there is this little mystery about their former owners of the house. Like back in the day, there is Lizzie Applegate, who is a famous actress. And she was with this this man, which we find out is El Diablo. And he's known to be a criminal who robs, well, robs stuff. He robs uh, he money. He does things. <laughs> yeah, he does criminal stuff. <laughs> He's an I accountant. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the whole list of the things he does, but he did steal a lot of coins yeah. from a train, apparently. He was, a, he was basically like just someone who stole stuff is the best way to put it. He's a robber. He is another Dirk Valentine. Well, Dirk Valentine is him, but exactly. a better version. A better version. right you're right yeah so i feel like the dirk valentine francis humber they ripped off that plot line but they made it better so we kind of forgive them for that i mean this game came first though yeah it came first oh who's the better one (laughs) Uh, dirk valentine i have a question about lizzie applegate and el diablo Mm mm-hmm because we know that reading the letters in Message in a Haunted Mansion sucks. Yes. Like, nobody can understand what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> so I have no idea about their backstory. I have no idea how they met, what El Diablo did, um, why did she, he disappear, uh, when did he steal that goal? Was it before or after her? Did, did uh why did he did he give it the go to her and then just disappear what happened yeah there's not a lot of backstory to that unfortunately oh y- yeah this is one of those few times where like they don't go as much deep in it like if you compare it to shadow compare it to yeah shadow oh my god my word vomit 
Shadow Ranch. Take take a take a drink. <laughs> drink more wine. I think that might make it worse. <laughs> if you compare it to Shadow Ranch, is what I was trying to say. Like, there's more of a backstory there. Like, there's more. It's more in depth. Which I mean, this is the third game, so like they're kind of getting their getting their um foot foot in what's the saying? Foot in the door. Foot in the door. They're getting their foot in the door there, but they're not fully in yet. <laughs> I see. So we the so there's no answers to my questions. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got oh. nothing. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> I'm not even sure I heard the question. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Basically, um, how did they meet? It did El Diablo steal the gold before or after they bet? Or- also, my answer stays the same. I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck knows? And how, where, where, how, how, did he disappear? Like she, she was like, um, oh, if you find him, my gold goes. The gold goes to him. But if not, it goes to this to this charity organization. So it's, yeah. it's like, what happened to him? Where did he go? Yeah, that's got nothing on Shadow Ranch or even um. Last trade in the Blue Moon Canyon, I feel like, or, you know, mm. like you got that backstory to the treasure and what happens to it and when it happens. And yeah, I wonder if the book talks about it more. Maybe. Uh, I haven't read Maybe. it. So. Maybe. Gonna have to start adding the book to our list of things <laughs> we'll yeah. to do. Yeah, but we'll never figure it out. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so we found out that this house has gold hidden inside, and the the person who's making all these accidents could be after that gold. It's uh up to Nancy to find that gold before the criminal does and unmask who is the culprit. And turns out that it was to nobody's surprise, Louis Chandler. <laughs> I wrote that down in my notes. Kind of obvious that he is the culprit. I, I just don't like him. <laughs> it is obviously that person. We hate ripping ourselves, but what can we do? It's just a no-brainer. Who like it could be nobody else. He's the fishiest. Like he, he is the like literally this man. We caught him lying on repeat. He's, that is true. And. He is hanging out in that library doing good knows what. Honestly, though, it is... And those are stuff that we can find out that he's lying. So, really, who else could it be? So, when they revealed him at the <laughs> end, we were like, Oh, hey, Louis, where have you been? I haven't seen you for a bit. We thought that you would have missed this, but you're just in time. <laughs> I mean, okay. Speaking of things that Louis lies about, can we talk about... Like, when you have to ask him about the gumbo foo phrase, gumbo foo isn't a real phrase in Chinese. Nope. Like, I, I looked it up when I was taking notes for this game. They just made this up. They made up a gibberish Chinese phrase. Like, that. does that not seem racist Are to any- Are we surprised? Like, <laughs> this is messed up. Like, why couldn't they have translated it into actual Chinese? Why did they just use something that sounded Chinese? 
Like, that's so messed up. Does gumbo foo sound Chinese? Because I don't think so. Because what ended up with is that we have our yoga uh, your, our yoga specialist t- asking us what kind of gumbo f- <laughs> what kind of gumbo it is. Gumbo foo. Exactly. What? I love yeah. gumbo. What kind of gumbo is this? <laughs> Can I no, have some? It makes me want gumbo. Why didn't they just translate it into actual Chinese? Like that was so wild to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, it like the f- gumbo food doesn't even s- yes, like you said, doesn't even sound Chinese at all. Yeah, um, really. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what do we expect? Yeah. I also don't <laughs> trust a man who has a three D computer thingy to get to a <laughs> password. Amaze. I will say though that for the rest, as uh, like the Chinese room um, and all the other aspects in this game, I will say that that they did stay faithful to what Victorian era how they would portray uh, Chinese culture. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. this Sorry. is very accurate. Um, I felt like. It was portrayed in the eyes of how white people, how the West sees the East. It was really yeah. accurate. Like the I, mm-hmm. I, I could have. Uh, it was like a buffet of Orientalism. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Good job! You really did. You really did show that aspect." I feel like they unintentionally did that, though. Like, they they did that because they themselves were, like, insensitive towards <laughs> the cultures they were trying to represent. Well, it, it worked out in their favor because it came across as being, like, uh, it came across as being faithful to Victorian eras, you know, as being histori- historically accurate. It's like the only research they did was Victorian era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screw Chinese Googling. I'm a do Victorian era. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. I guess um, and on a similar vein, another thing that I noticed plot wise is that I feel like there are certain games in the Nancy Drew series where it's pretty obvious that Nancy is rich. And I felt like this game was one of those times because there's a moment where Nancy is talking with Abby about how there's like a housing crisis in San Francisco, which by the way, still does exist 20 some years later. Uh, San Francisco is extremely expensive to live in. And there's a huge problem with, you know, the homeless population and Mm -hmm. people not being able to find housing. And Nancy's talking with Abby about this. And she seems like super shocked that Charlie is homeless. And yeah, um, it kind of, it's like, it's almost like Nancy has like never been aware that people go through things like this and i don't know to me that conversation was like oh yeah okay nancy grew up rich and i think it kind of shows here it does okay so that's based on my memory correct me if i'm wrong but uh didn't she ask abby when abby no no what uh uh, when rose told nancy that he was between houses or between Mm -hmm. friends or something like that didn't Nancy ask her what what do you mean between houses? Yeah, she does. Like she didn't understand like cuz I'm guessing like you know Nancy has probably never known anyone who has had to like crash on a friend's couch or anything like that. That's just not 
her reality at all. So yeah, it, it's a、uh, very rough in San Francisco. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that like it's still like that. Like this game is made like twenty years ago, but I know people who have lived in San Francisco, and it's still really bad in terms of cost of living and stuff like that. Very much so. It's really bad all over the place, honestly.、Mm-hmm. It's rough out here. Oh my gosh, life. Let's not get into life. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stick with the video game life. Yeah. All right, so now we're gonna start getting into the characters. The first character that I have written down is Rose Green, actually. So for Rose Green, I have written that she's, you know, the owner of the house mainly, although she、um, is co-owners with Abby. But I feel、mm-hmm. like, in my opinion, she's the one who has the most say in what's going on in the house. Also,、um, also they are gay. <laughs> yeah, I have I have that in my notes too. I'm like I headcanon that Rose and Abby are dating. I think okay, <laughs> that's funny because in the books she and like Lewis have a love subplot、yeah. with each other. I think they imply it in the game that like Rose has a little crush on Lewis, but it's definitely implied.、Um, mm-hmm. but, but we yeah, but we both know that those are lesbians. Uh, <laughs> yeah, considering、together. it says she plans to open a bed and breakfast with her friend Abby, I've never、yeah. heard a more gay thing in my that life. That is such a gay thing. Like, <laughs> like I would two, do that, and I'm gay. <laughs> two gal pals like running a bed and breakfast. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> Where we can have brunch. Amazing. Yes. Um. Funny. <laughs> oh my god. No, I'm imagining it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> um. It says, however, several accidents have caused her to worry about being able to open on time. She's invested her entire life savings into the mansion, but is she reconsidering this venture? If so, how far will she go to regain her money? At、uh, I honestly don't view her as a culprit. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> no, the only thing that makes her suspicious is she gets an insurance payout when the fire happens. But that like But makes sense. Yeah, it, it it. I think literally like only Lewis and maybe Charlie are suspicious. Like none of the other characters really. I will say this though: it kind of pissed me off when <laughs> she kicked us out of the house for Snoopy. <laughs> when she wants us to find the person responsible for the accidents, <laughs> and she's、yeah. like, "Please save us, help us, and all of that." But she chased us out. And when we were talking to Bess and George over the phone, they were these two were so offended. That we went through people's shit. Yeah, and Bess and George. Yes, and and Bess was like, "You could have helped her. You could have saved their house." And I was like, "I would have done so if she chilled and let me do my thing." Yeah. <laughs> so if you if you get a second chance during the fire, Bess and George are like, "You could have done something, Nancy." <laughs> and then like, if you let Lou, if you like get a second chance at the end when Lewis escapes, they'll be like, "Oh my God, Nancy, you let him escape! Like, what's wrong with?" Like, I think that's one of the、mm-hmm. the only games I can think of where they're that judgmental of you <laughs> if、they're、you、so、like、judgmental. mess up. I can't. I mean, I don't like Rose because she made me do that one puzzle in the beginning, and let's just say my game was glitched. And I'll get into that. Yeah, when we get to、uh, puzzles, I will talk about that like wood inlay puzzle because I I don't like that puzzle. But one thing I have in my notes about Rose is like, what does Rose like actually even do? Because like, 
She just sit sits there. in the dining room all day. I think she's like working on bills or something, but like she keeps giving Nancy all these chores. I'm like, what are you doing to help the renovations though? Bills. Yeah, like she just like has a calculator and is doing something, but I'm like, you keep giving me tasks and not inviting me to the winter festival. <laughs> but rude. She's honestly, in my opinion, not very prevalent. Like, I, yeah, I, she's kind of an irrelevant character. She's irrelevant, in my opinion. She gives us jobs to do, and that's it. Like, yeah, I don't really care for her. It's whatever. Yeah. I don't have much say. To, oh my God. I don't have much else to say about her. I don't know about y'all, but. I think we've said our piece. Yeah, same. Oh, it's uh, she's one of those characters that are just that's just there. Yeah, very much so. So then we can move on to Abby, who has no last name apparently. Oh, <laughs> um, so, she doesn't. Not Sedaris. What I saw. Yeah, Sedaris. Is it Sedaris. Yeah, it is Sedaris. I'm blind. <laughs> I'm not wearing my glasses. All right. So Abby is a close friend and is the co-owner of the mansion. When um, Rose's bid on the mansion was too low, Abby pitched in her savings to help purchase it. Abby has a fascination. Yep. No, I said that correct. With the supernatural. (laughs) She believes that the mansion is truly haunted and that the accidents are being caused by restless spirits. She thinks advertising the mansion as haunted and holding traditional seances... seances in quotations for me for the guests staying in the mansion will bring in much business could she be faking these hauntings to bring in guests or is she also somehow involved in these so-called accidents honestly though i kind of respect her for angering a lot of people in real life you know i will give props to her for this i i am living for abby <laughs> in that regard, I am loving her for all the wrong reasons. By the way, when I should be, I should be loving her for the character that she is. But no, I am, I am, I love her because she's so controversial. <laughs> You're right. She is. I got a lot of words to say about Abby. Oh yes, you. So you are Wiccan. How do you feel about um, the whole? Um, aesthetic that she has uh the tarot reading um the crystal ball and such such and such so everything she uses in the game is real it's the fact that she's faking it that bothers me yeah most it's it's you know she has the zodiac book she has, you know, crystals, incense. I assume she has incense just because her room looks like she does. Um, she has, you know, crystal balls are real. Like, people use those for divination. Tarot cards are real. Like, I'm mad at her that, like, she is fake. Like, she's using stuff that I use on a daily and just faking it for money. And I know that a lot of people do do that. A lot of people use it and are fake about it. And it just, it's very much a stereotype, in my opinion, that psychics are fake. And I just, it kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Because as someone who practices Wiccanism and tarot reading and uses crystals and... Oh, same. Like, I practice tarot reading. And honestly, though, I am, I will say, though, that she goes through a she knows how to do theatrics 
Mm-hmm. She knows how to put on a show. She knows how to make special effects, like the, those glasses that broke, yep. that mirror trick. Like, where did she go to school? God damn! She, like, she was a she was a stage uh, theater the, theater coach. Was said she? She knows how to perform. She knows how to put on a scene. So I was like, her morals are questionable, mm-hmm. but she has some skills for theatrics. I'll give yeah, for her sure. that. Definitely, she's good at what she does. She's able to use all of her tools to her to her benefit. Mm-hmm. I'll give her that much. Like she's a cool character, but <laughs> yes, how I feel is not great about her. <laughs> yes, it's it's valid. And honestly, though, um, I feel like um, would more people come in if they she put on a show like this with the ghosts the fake ghosts and everything would more people come in probably uh it is probably better for business it is san francisco you gotta stand out but yeah uh miss hippie over here is an agent of capitalism that's just it (laughs) hippie and capitalism in the same sentence (laughs) (laughs) she's one capitalistic hippie (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean, she is, though. She is a businesswoman, but she poses as, you know, she poses as someone, uh, a spiritualism, hippieism, stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, she kind of takes what, like, I do and, like, benefits off of it, which, I mean, people within Wiccanism do do it for money, but, like, they've been practicing for years whereas like she's just like yeah this totally means that (laughs) when in truth she's just doing it for would it be interesting would it be interesting if an actual person who knows about tarot reading let's say came came to that bed and breakfast Mm. and stayed there and asked this fucked (laughs) yeah (laughs) and she asked her okay give me a tarot reading right now it'd be me she'd be fucked (laughs) (laughs) i'd be like wrong one of those fake seances and she'd be done for she'd be she expose her especially if she if she doesn't know her minor her minor arcana like she she i mean major it is easier to remember but True. let's say she turned around a two of cups what does the two of cups mean <laughs> she'd be fucked <laughs> <laughs> like i study tarot i study i'm working on runes right now i'm working on palmistry she she wouldn't be able to stand against me <laughs> be like yeah what's that three of swords mean come on <laughs> It means that three dicks are playing around with each other. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, I that mean, that's our sexual. Fair. That is our sexual j- joke for today. These <laughs> <laughs> three swords mean. <laughs> I mean, the minor arcania is very hard to memorize, but it's all intuition. So she could low key pass it off as intuition and all that great stuff but i feel like she'd lie about it <laughs> all right i can't talk about this fake psychic any longer <laughs> but yeah um there although she could she could have been 
a guilty party. She was the least. Mm-hmm. She has the one with the least possible motives for that. Like she had the, like both Rose and Abby had the most to lose for doing this. Exactly. That's why it just doesn't work for either of them being a culprit because they have so much to lose in it. Should we go on to our next character? Yeah. Yeah. Lewis Chandler. He is suave, middle-aged antique dealer who owns Chandler Interiors and specializes in antiques of the Victorian period. Rose lets Lewis use the library for research in exchange for his services as a consultant on choosing authentic decor for the mansion. He claims to not know anything about the mansion, but is he lying? Could he be the one causing these accidents so he can ha- have Rose sell the mansion to someone else? Hmm, maybe. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, so... One thing is for sure is that Louis' least favorite song has to be Chandelier by Sia. <laughs> 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 uh, from now, he has so much, trauma, so much trauma about chandeliers, he can't even stand the word anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nancy basically tried to kill him by dropping a chandelier on him. Yeah, he would have died. I, yeah, <laughs> no, that should have killed him. Like, it fell from a pretty big height, too. I think he would have died for sure if Nancy came down on that chandelier with it. <laughs> she was sitting on it. Swinging and just, it like a wrecking ball? Yep, she came in like a wrecking ball, but it's instead of chandelier on top of his head. There you go. It's done. But no. I I don't trust a man who has a 3D video game to unlock his computer. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about... Yeah, the maze is interesting. (laughs) Do you think it's interesting that he knows that Nancy is a detective because there's a newspaper clipping from the last game in his briefcase? I didn't think I noticed that when I played interesting yeah i don't know about that it talks about um um rick yeah it talks about rick oh so he knew saves yep (laughs) interesting i actually didn't know about that yeah he knows that nancy's a detective he has a newspaper clipping in his um briefcase i think he he maybe he knew but he underestimated her he thought it was Mm -hmm, okay totally that big of a deal like what's she gonna do really it's just a little girl yeah Mm -hmm. he's He's obvious the culprit. I literally have he is obvious the culprit written. It's it's all in his eyes. Have you looked at them? <laughs> yeah, and he just like tells a lot of lies. Like he, he lies to us about gumbo foo. He I feel like he lies about some other stuff too. Uh he lied um about Okay, so there was this part where he was supposed to get a screen for the for the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, no. Oh, wait, yeah, I was supposed to go and buy one, but I didn't. I, f- I didn't find someone something suitable. I'll go apologize to Rose. He's a shady, <laughs> shady. shady person. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but maybe you don't figure it out uh, at the beginning, but towards the end, uh, Towards the end, like around Gumbo Food, you should be figuring out that it was him. (laughs) 
I'm just thinking about how, like, I always thought it was him. Oh my gosh! I uh, uh okay, so I I wasn't a hundred percent sure at the beginning when I first played it because mm-hmm. we did. Uh, it, I still was waiting for more information to come out about the characters, but like by the three quarter, I was like, "Yep, it's him." Like the guy can't, the guy can't even be bothered to to have a secure computer. Like <laughs> the fact that we found out uh, that he was a culprit, he deserved it. He was dumb. Like get a better yeah. computer with a better security. Come on now, like you deserve to be found out. Just like I don't know for me, when it turned out he was the culprit, I wasn't surprised. <laughs> Like, it wasn't one of those games where I was like, oh, I didn't know they were the culprit. Like, a couple of the games, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know. But this one was very like, ah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't have much else to say about Lewis. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, me neither. There's not really much to say about him, honestly. All right, then that brings us to Charlie Murphy slash Tim. <laughs> So this is the person that wowed her tracks so much that they were like, yep, old Ned, <laughs> you're out. We're not bringing you back. Now you're new Ned. Yeah, the Come voice join. actor becomes Ned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, Charlie's literally Ned. <laughs> like It's almost the same character design, too, as the picture yeah. we see later in the games. Brown hair, kind of up in the front. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, faux hawk kind of look. But um, Charlie Murphy, he lives um, in a hidden area of the house. He's a young man who's helping Rose with renovations on the mansion. He's recently moved to San Francisco from Iowa and studies history at the local community college. He's an inexperienced handyman and gets very um, uncomfortable with the accidents when, when the accidents are brought up in conversation. He seems friendly, sincerely nice, but could it all be an act? No, it's not an act. He's just a nice person. So one thing I noticed is in one of your phone conversations with Hannah, she says that Rose told her that Charlie is rough around the edges. But but then she follows that up with, oh, he's studying, Rose said he's studying history at a community college. So I'm like, are you saying that he's sketchy because he goes to community college (laughs) like like hannah doesn't say why he's like rough around the edges she literally says oh rose said he's rough around the edges he goes to community college and i was like (laughs) hannah like are are you implying that like because he goes to community college he's like sketchy like what kind of classes bullshit (laughs) is this I want to know why he came all the way from Iowa to go to a community college. Though. I have seen a theory some years back that Charlie is gay and that he left Iowa because his family didn't accept him and he wanted to come to San Francisco for a new life. But that's mm-hmm. purely a fan theory. My jaw just dropped because <laughs> when you think about what he wears. He wears like a white t-shirt and jeans, right? It's tucked in. I just, I don't know. It just screams he could be. And like the way he moves and talks. I don't know. I see it now. (laughs) This whole game is just gay undertones. There's no in-game evidence for this, but like it's a headcanon I've seen floating around on the internet. I believe it. to, To be honest though, like 
if we're gonna talk about gay head cannons, it would be basically every character. Yeah, honestly. Honestly, yeah, because, honestly. because we oh my gosh, we we're see thirsting gay for it. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we're thirsting for gay characters in the Nancy Drew series. It's fine. <laughs> None of these characters have ever been openly gay in it, you know. I know. We need it. Honestly, I just like him. I never thought of him as the culprit, honestly. He just seemed cool. Yeah. No. <laughs> like trying to get by. I felt bad about the way Abby kept like coming at him about him being responsible for all the accidents and everything. The fire. She was like, Oh, it's for sure him. Who else could it be? Like I knew we could trust it. I told Rose to fire him. It's like you don't mm-hmm. even have mm-hmm. any evidence. Calm down. Like, well, I don't trust her to begin with. So, <laughs> I do love though how um, when that one line when Nancy's like, "How did you find Charlie?" and it's like totally off in tone <laughs> for the question she's asking Rose. And I know that like that's due to the fact that Lonnie Manella would like work from home and she wouldn't record her lines with other people. Mm, that makes sense but it's just so funny because it's so mismatched to the tone of what she's asking like she's i don't know i just laugh every time i play the game and i hear that oh uh like the whole uh i'm trying to picture it like i must have been drunk when i when i got (laughs) my part but yeah there were some lines where it's like weird like the way she said fire yeah, well, that's the most notable one because, like, she's, like, asking Rose about Charlie, but then she's like, how did you find Charlie in, like, this really mm-hmm. concerned tone? It's like, that doesn't match at all the conversation that, that they're having. So I don't know why Lonnie recorded it like that, but... Why'd they go with that recording? Is the Yeah, question. I don't know. Why didn't they go, excuse me, can you re-record that for <laughs> us? It's just not hitting, right? Yeah, no. Oh, my gosh. I don't got much else to say about Charlie. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't much. honestly have a lot. The characters are like, to be honest, in the older games, the characters it's harder to talk about them because they are, they are more one dimensional than later games. That's true. Yeah, they really started fleshing out the characters more later on. Yes, it uh, it is uh, when we t- think about the older games, we're thinking about the atmosphere. The puzzles, the the setting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in this this game where it shines, it's the atmosphere, the creepiness, the music, the setting. Yeah, for sure. Which we we should get into. Oh, oh, oh! Before we do that, though, yes. Is it just me or George on the phone? <laughs> Is it just me or she sounds like Fatima from Last Train? Maybe she I, is. That's I had goal. in my notes that I I hate the early voice actors for Bess and George. Yeah. Like they sound fucking terrible. Like I can't stand them. Yes, uh, I'm glad that they changed that. They but especially George. Bess I could live with. George, mm-hmm. she was talking like Fatima. She was like, <laughs> "So let's see what's new." <laughs> the plus side is they yeah. do sound young. They sound yeah. young, but their voices sound terrible. Like I, they use like different ones. I think for each of the earlier games, and yeah, they they all sound terrible. <laughs> like I, just, it's just because we're used uh, to the other ones. 
Maybe. I don't is know. it the next game that they change? Or no? Maybe. I Are don't they know. in the next one? I, I just know. remember in like, I think it's Staging for Danger. Um, That's a like, good one. Bess and George sound like they have colds. Like <laughs> me too. Bess, like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh the only other character I have written is Emily Foxworth, but I don't. She's just a phone character. So yeah, I am guessing that she was in one of the books. And if you're a book fan, you're supposed to know who she is because they really don't tell you. They really don't. They're just like, oh, it's Emily Foxworthy, and it's like. I I I've played this game multiple times and I'm like, who is that? <laughs> like, who are you? Why are you sending me stuff? Yeah, <laughs> and she never came back. She, yeah, she never comes back. Yeah, we already talked about Lizzie. We already talked El. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already talked about El Diablo. So there's not any more characters left. Yeah. So we can kind of go into the environment, the gameplay, the puzzles, the music. Um. We really only have one location that is the mansion, but we do go into the basement, our room, the hallways, Abby's room, and the foyer. That's about it. We don't get really uh foyer. Anywhere what else. is that foyer? Like the <laughs> it's like the foyer? lobby. Foyer. The lobby of a house. It's the like, foyer. Um, <laughs> the foyer. <laughs> yeah, like when you enter a house and like the where like the landing of the staircase is. She's judging and... me because it's French. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, like, it's, do do English people really say foyer? I have personally never heard someone say foyer. It's I've only heard foyer. Fuck me. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We say foyer. <laughs> Keep it in. Make it the post thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep it in. <laughs> all right. So um, I will say this. Um, the mansion is so well done. Yeah, definitely. I like... I, I'm so shocked about how good it looks. It is, it, it really screams a Victorian mansion. The whole setting, the saloon. Oh my gosh, the saloon. It was just amazing to see. And I love the fact that each location in the house has its own music. Does it? And I just didn't notice. It does. Yeah. Yes, Ooh. when you play so so many times then it just like uh you don't notice it as much but if you really listen um the saloon has its own music um the bedroom the chinese bedroom has its own music the living room and the library has its own music i will i will say this is like very classic nancy drew music like i feel like if I'm not wrong, this music is used again in some of the other games. Or at least it feels like it or sounds like it. It just sticks. Some of the music sticks out to me as I've heard it multiple times. Because I've only played the game a couple times. I'll just say this. Uh, compared to, let's say, Tre- Treasure in the Royal Tower, I remember the music from Message of the Haunted Mansion more so than most games. It has one of the most recognizable soundtrack, I would yeah. say. Uh, 
you could uh, like if uh, tell so, uh, Nancy Drew fan uh, hum me the music for a message or to mention, they would all be able to do it automatically unless you're tipsy like us. I feel like that music's reused because when I was doing, you know, making sure I understood everything about this game again, it just sounded familiar. Like I've heard it multiple times and I feel like I, I have only played this game maybe twice. This, uh, probably because they sing in the same tone, they use the same keys and all of this. Probably be- they saw how well the soundtrack was doing and they wanted to recreate that feel in uh, other games. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened. Because I, I play Treasure in a Royal Tower a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I have a thing for Marie Antoinette history. Um, we'll get into that next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the, uh, uh, in my opinion, I think that this game has one of the most recognizable soundtracks. Okay, so I want to talk about the puzzles. Yes, uh, the puzzles. Okay, so I will say this though, and what I'm going to say is gonna people are not gonna like it, but it is oh. the truth. This game ha- doesn't have as much puzzles as you think it does. No, you're you're right. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> it is. Uh, it probably um, it has a lot of finding, uh, unlocking but uh fetching stuff like that mm-hmm. and the puzzles are far a few between uh there are more towards the end but if you think about it what puzzles do they actually have they have the tile puzzle which we'll get into we'll get into they have the tile puzzle they have the piano puzzle uh they have the puzzle where you just spin the you spin the stuff on the stairs and they have I mean, I don't know what cons. I'm not sure if that constitutes a puzzle. Uh, no, it doesn't. Like the one, the 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 fireplace. No, no, it doesn't. No. Um, they have like the two the puzzles at the end to uh to unlock the the unlock the safe, and unlock the triangle. Mm-hmm. Those puzzles. They have quite a few puzzles, but they are uh the they are more concentrated towards the end, and before that it's like two or three uh, well, uh, and in between it's a lot of unlocking and finding stuff yeah I totally agree with what you're saying because when I was um, watching um, a YouTuber play through it felt like all the puzzles were near the end and like yeah, there was I mean, very few there's a lot of I think there's like a lot of like smaller puzzles as opposed to like the later days true games kind of have bigger more complex puzzles but this one is like I think a bunch of like smaller things you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I uh, so it, I find it interesting that this game is uh, considered very well rounded, but when you think about it, Mm-mm. there are not mm-hmm. that many puzzles. <laughs> You're not yeah. wrong, but it's not mm. it's not it's not something that stops us from loving it really because but because they do make it up in a lot of other aspects. Mm-hmm. And then this is also like for like gameplay wise, this is like one of the first times because it is only the third game where we start getting a little bit more um, history elements. And I'm a big history nerd, so I appreciate, you know, learning history about certain areas and certain time periods and things like that. 
Um, I'm the first one to admit that I love learning about history because you got to learn from the history to do good in the, in the present and the future. So we do start getting like history books and having to read up on the history of San Francisco and things like that gameplay wise. And then this is our first time having a tapestry. <laughs> yep. And the tapestry, the tapestry one is one of my favorites. It really brought everything together towards the end. And if mm-hmm. you look, read, actually read the tapestry, it is about the mystery. It is about the treasure. Mm-hmm. It is about finding gold, really. And it is a step by step about how to find the treasure, including when to put in the, the, the ruby in the phoenix eye. It's amazing. This puzzle was perfect. In my opinion. Yeah. It wasn't random. I'll just say that. So I really appreciated that. Is this our first piano puzzle as well? Or is it just me? Uh, I think it is. Okay. Yeah, because it's very like... This is where I dig in a little bit. It's a little slow. The audio. There's a little bit of a delay. But the game is from like 2000. So... And it's only the third one. That like stuck out to me a little bit. Was how slow that piano puzzle like feels. Yeah. It's uh. I don't have much to say about the piano puzzle. Um, uh, I'll say, though, it is eh. It is eh. (laughs) (laughs) No, I totally agree. It's just, I feel like a trope for Nancy Drew very much so is the pianos. I feel like there's a lot of games that have piano puzzles. A lot of games uh, took from this game. Uh, Oh, uh, yes. I am just glad, though, that the tile puzzle... If there are any future tile puzzles, they worked on on it um, going in like not we are not we don't have to move precisely place them precisely because that was bullshit. I I spent literally thirty minutes on oh that puzzle. God. I and I uh, sometimes I would I, I saw that well I noticed that I was. I was holding my breath. And then I, I just <laughs> let it out. I was like, oh my gosh, I almost died. I almost died doing that puzzle. How embarrassing would it, would it have been? <laughs> like, I message in a whole dimension almost killed me. I was holding my breath while trying to place the tiles. On my grave, it would have been like, Nancy Drew game, message in a whole dimension, tile puzzle. Killed our daughter. (laughs) (laughs) That puzzle, honestly, I think when I first played the game, because I own it on the disc um, before I got it on Steam, um, that puzzle made me like quit playing it for a bit because I couldn't get past it. That's how like annoying getting it just right was, which kind of for me knocks it down a little bit just with how frustrating that puzzle was and the fact that it did take so long when it shouldn't have. It wasn't meant to take that long, but because placing the pieces were so precise. Yeah, I mean, it just took that there's long. no reason that it should be that picky. Yeah, like, it so it's like picky. down to the pixel almost that you have to line it up. It is. I was watching a live streamer the other day and I was all like, how the fuck did they do that so quickly? Yeah. Like, I was so mad that they, like, got it on the first try. Meanwhile, when I played, it was like, come on already. (laughs) That's why, like, 
Like, I know this game's a fan favorite, but, like, just, like, that set me off when I first played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, like, I'm just, like, <sighs> like, I don't want to replay it <laughs> just because of yeah. it. Mine was so bad, like, so I want to mention something, and this is not really from me, because I did ask people what they thought. People who don't like M- Message in a Haunted Mansion why they didn't why don't they like it and someone called kaya that i know said that they thought that the mo- the motivations for the culprit weren't as strong as it could have been mm-hmm. um the plot wasn't very compelling uh they thought that it would be more interesting if rose actually committed insurance fraud like that letter if we found and the whole we finding the treasure because it's valuable isn't really that interesting, strong. Like, um, if yeah. Rose actually did that because they desperately needed money, it, it would have been more interesting, which is why uh, the game isn't really hitting as much as they could. I totally agree with them. This honestly, like, isn't up there on my list. yeah. And honestly, as much as I love the game, it would have been more interesting, yeah, if Rose was the culprit. They're keeping true to the source material. I have to give them that. They're keeping true, yeah. But I wish they changed that. (laughs) Personally, I I think that, uh, yeah, the the fact that we figured out that we did it, and and we kind of ruled out Rose and Abby, if Rose actually did it, it would have been like, oh, they got me. They got me. <laughs> exactly. I would have been here for that. That would have been fascinating. But we do have to remember that they are basing it off the books. And they tend to keep close to the source material for some of eh, it. I say... <laughs> I say... The one time they shouldn't Yeah, have. I say, like, you don't have to stick close to the books you can change the, the characters you can change the culprits you can ch- even change the story like the books should serve as inspiration for the mystery but you should feel free to change whatever needs to be changed because it is a different format it mm-hmm. is not the book it is a video game all right so we've talked about all we really can talk about in regards to the environment gameplay puzzles and music this being one of the older games it's there's more stuff added but there's not much else to talk about so we might as well um move on to our overall final impressions and our ratings who would like to go first all right Um, so my overall impressions of this game are basically like i feel like the first two games were pretty rough in terms of just kind of everything but i do feel like this is the first game that I genuinely liked. I I consider this to be like one of the classic Nancy Drew games that everyone should play. And I really enjoy it. You know, it's an older game, but it has like a really good spooky atmosphere. And the mansion is really nice to explore. And I think they did a really good job with the environment of it. So I would actually give this game a 7 on 10. I really like it. So I, despite... All the negative stuff that I might have said during the recording. <laughs> um, despite all the negatives, I still really liked this game. And honestly, I always recommend anybody who's in, 
who's getting into Nancy Drew games, I always recommend them that they try out Message in a Haunted Mansion. It is a classic. Uh, the atmosphere is really good. I mean, the hauntings, the hauntings were done so well. Like mm-hmm. the closing door, uh, the wailing, um, all these little effects, like the shadow that goes across the door, like the window door. It's so good. All these little things made this game so much better because it makes it scarier for the people. Like all these little jump scares, even the little violin, it's, it makes it creepy and it makes it so much better. So really where the atmosphere is, it went off the chart. It like, it knocked it off the park for me. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I would consider this game actually a must. And so I will be generous and give it a eight because it is not one of my absolute favorite. Uh, it is uh, still though a game that really make its mark. This game is that bitch. She came in, she came in. <laughs> she was Jessica Rabbit. She came in and she showed herself to the table. And uh, you can say anything about it. <laughs> so this is why I'm giving it a eight out of ten. All right, my turn. I'm going to be the outlier. As usual. As usual. (laughs) Um, I'm really bad at rating. I'm going to be honest. Um, It's just a trait of mine. Opinion-wise, I'm really bad at giving opinions. Um, (laughs) um, Honestly, overall for me, um, it is a staple of the Nancy Drew games like it's getting its foot in there it's got our classic tropes and things and it is a little bit obvious in the culprit in my opinion so my overall rating is actually going to be lower than all of y'all it's going to be a six out of ten um i do think it is one of the games that you have to play but if you don't play it in my opinion i wouldn't be mad at it but that could also stem from the fact that like i started playing at like um blackmore manor and then went backwards which I'm sure a lot of us did, but I played this one a lot later than some of the other ones that I've played. So that's why for me, it's like a must. It's got that spooky element, but like, honestly, I'd give it a six out of 10. Like, I'm not about to pick it up any time soon and play it again. Oh, wow. (laughs) I'm gonna be honest with how I feel. If I was to pick between this one and the next one that we're covering, I'm gonna pick the next one that we're covering. I'm really partial to that one. Um... (laughs) Yeah, a little, a little, a little tea for you. <laughs> I prefer the fourth game oh, over the third game. Can't wait to get to that one. <laughs> but we'll get into that. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. We just want to give a quick shout out to our media manager, Sarah. They are an amazing cosplayer, so check out their socials. The link will be in the bio. And we have two special announcements. Announcement number one is we now have a Patreon. And on our Patreon, we'll have two levels. And in these levels, um, some of the things that you can get is early access to our podcast a day early. We have a bonus content episode that we'll be releasing out on there. Upcoming ones, a little risque, a little scandalous. We, uh talk about a fan fiction we may or may not reenact one of the scenes from it it's a good time you have to check it out it was so much fun to record and personally for me it was a lot of laughs and just a good time and then our second announcement is that we want to hear from you 
we want to hear your unpopular opinions about the Nancy Drew games. Opinions that you have that you feel like no one else has. And who knows, you might be pleasantly surprised and we might feel the same way as you. So... So look out for information on that on our social medias. Links are in the bio. And as always, you can listen to The Real Housewives of River Heights on any podcast streaming service, such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And like, comment, rate. And as always, thank you and goodbye! Bye! Wine drunk is interesting for me, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs>